more Bulls Beat Now. Once again, here's Derek Sharp. Some winning highlights coming your way as far as men's basketball goes. The women's team next in action looking to make it 12 in a row in conference going up against SMU on Saturday afternoon. That's the plan. I would think that that part is going to happen now. If you missed it last night, the women's basketball game planned between SMU and UCF in Orlando never in actual terms, got off the ground because the Mustangs could not make it out of Dallas as the snow turned into a blizzard and a lot of folks could not travel in or out of the Dallas area. We think we'll be okay to get there for the Saturday game because that one, SMU-UCF, is going to have to be rescheduled. I mentioned this on Twitter. I would not be surprised if the return home game for the Bulls gets affected. Now, I could be wrong, obviously. Not the first time I've said that, but that next game is going to be on a Saturday. That's February the 18th, which happens to be the same weekend that baseball's opening season, a home against a very good Maryland team. It's also when softball is in clear water. It's a busy time. Might actually not be the worst thing if women's basketball gets shuffled around, but keep in mind that I'm sure the conference is going to want to turn SMU's trip to Florida into a, you know, obviously play the Bulls, but also UCF on one trip. The Bulls are scheduled to go to Orlando three days prior to the home game against SMU. Mustangs are at Tulane that same previous Wednesday, but the Bulls and SMU both have essentially an extended break planned right either before or after that time, and so there may be some movement, and if there is, we will let you know. Last night, the men make it a season sweep against East Carolina, and if you look at the final score, 71-63, that does not tell the story by any means because... The Bulls were up by 23 points in this game, but that doesn't really tell the full story because they were down by seven in the first half. There was a stage in the contest where the Bulls just couldn't finish at the rim and an extended stage where it took them a while to get going. And yes, Tyler Harris had 16 points in the first half and Jameer Chaplin have a great game, but it was freshman Ryan Conwell who got the team going after they were down 14 to six to help get it tied midway through the half. Dribble penetration by... Boonche, he steps through and got blocked underneath by Selton Miguel. Great defense there. Here come the Bulls, four on two. Selton leaves it for Conwell to the basket, changes hands midair, and made it with a right hand. Well, Ryan Conwell single-handedly keeping the Bulls in it. In the early going, that's three straight buckets for the freshman. Now has six points. Corner, Selton Miguel, ball fake, dribbles to the baseline. Now back out to Sorrell, ball fake, man flies by, step back three, got it. Sorrell Smith loves that little step back Dame Lillard type three-point shot. And his stroke is true. R.J. Felton on the perimeter. They don't close on him. He takes a three, and he makes that. I mean, you can't give him any room. He's already proven he can make that shot. Yeah, Pirates up 22-17. 10-10 to go in the first half. Miguel, crossover dribble, goes to work on his man. Gets to the basket, off the window, high off the square, and in, and Selton Miguel makes up for it with two. 10 to go on the shot clock. Right side pass to Harris. Spots up with his jumper, and it's good for three. Tyler Harris. Well, if he gets his feet set with that much time, you can forget about it. That'll break a zone. So as the offense came to life, part of it, no doubt, was the defense helping out. Turnovers were drastic in this one. The Bulls committed seven in the first six and a half minutes and seven of the first eight. At that point, the Pirates had a 10-3 lead in points off of turnovers. Well, by the end of the half, the Bulls would actually take the lead in that category while committing just three more the rest of the way, they would get 16 points off turnovers in the first half. They would out-rebound ECU by 10. And, oh, yeah, Tyler Harris would score 16 points. The half would end on a 13-0 run. Here's some of that quality action. ECU now three of six 
from long range. Harris, long distance. Three got another one. Tyler Harris, that was a, oh, by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and shoot this <laughs> and make another three. Well, he, he has free reign to go ahead and shoot it when he feels like it because he makes it a lot. Tyler's three for three from long range. Zone defense out of ECU. Here's a lob caught by Chaplin, and he laid it in. Beautiful pass by Tyler Harris, and that's how you get over top of a zone. Chap to the basket, throws up a runner left hand. No good. Russell Chiwa, offensive rebound on the backside. Putback is good. Bulls by three. Bulls have struggled to make close shots, but that time Russell Chiwa got the offensive rebound. Chaplin, he's going to load up a three. Bingo! Jameer Chaplin's got a pair of triples today, and the Bulls lead by six. That's their largest, and a timeout by ECU. Left side pass to Conwell in the corner it goes. Sorrell Smith, corner three. Yes! Sorrell Smith has pushed this thing to an 11-point lead for USF. It's a 10-0 run, Bulls. Yep. In the blink of an eye, the Bulls have got this game kind of where we thought it would be after a very slow start. Bulls have an 11-point lead. USF shooting 56%. Harris thought about the pull-up jumper, didn't take it. Passes off. Here's Conwell. Now to Harris. Long way away. Relocates. Fires on the move. That's good. Tyler Harris for three. His fourth of the game. Tyler Harris for three. You can almost retire that phrase. We say it so much. Bulls up by 14. And Tyler Harris has 16 points in the game. Tyler needed eight made threes for the AAC record. He's going to make a run at this thing tonight. Didn't quite get there, but did make five out of ten for the game and led the Bulls with 21. But Jameer Chaplin, ladies and gentlemen, with 17 points, including the first nine of the second half for the Bulls, as extended from the end of the first half to the beginning of the second, it was a 17-0 run with some free throws sprinkled in. By the other team, it was actually in all a 24-2 run. That's how you get ahead, 55-32. Jameer Chaplin, baseline move, goes around a man, hangs and glides and shifts the ball to the left hand and laid it in. What an athletic move by Chap. They don't double team. Russ dribbles into the double team now, tries to step through, shuffles it to Chaplin, layup, rolls in. <laughs> And Jameer Chaplin now with a dozen points. That's his best production since the Houston game when he had 14. Drives to the baseline. Now he cycles it into the corner. Chaplin elevates, fires, and hits! Jameer wow. Chaplin, he's got 15 with that triple. Jameer Chaplin has just gone off here to start the second half with a couple of baskets inside and now a made three-pointer, and the Bulls now lead it by 19 points. Jameer right side, hesitation move. Now he elevates, goes off the window this time. It's good from 14 feet. Jameer Chaplin is doing, he's doing things that are not human right now. He's Jordan-esque. Jameer Chaplin has scored all the points for the Bulls. Pretty much all the points indeed, and the Bulls, okay, wouldn't go that great the rest of the way, but hey, we'll take a 71-63 win, ECU. Got it to seven points. Actually had some chances there in the final minute, but turned it over three more times in the final minute. 20 turnovers by the Bulls. Points off actually ended up favoring the Pirates. But when you shoot nearly 50% and overall 10 of 23 from the floor, and good enough at the line in the second half. Five for seven, nine for 12 overall. Funny how the win comes together. Coach Gregory a little bit on the game, but definitely wants to start off, as did Jim and Joy, with the tribute to Arthur Jones. Bulls wearing those Great shirts with his name on the back. The first African-American student athlete in school history whose story really had not been not only told, but that part of it wasn't really known until, thanks to Joey Johnston, I would urge you to read his article. You have to on GoUSFBulls.com. It's a long one. Block out some time, but a worth your time. Not only goes over him starting off at Mulberry High School, coming to USF at a time where civil rights were not that great in our country, and, of course, the basketball part of it gets covered 
Had a buzzer beater against Florida State. Had some great numbers, but there's much more to his story than that. Also had a near-death experience about five years ago. His dog saved him. I didn't know any of this stuff. You'll know it. And Brian Gregory appreciated the chance. Coach, this was a special night really from the very beginning, and you capped it off with a nice win. You could hear the, the buzz in the arena after halftime, um, you know, obviously honoring and, and, and celebrating uh, Arthur Jones and his family. And uh, what a great night for him. What a great night for our program. What a great night for our university. You know, I think, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's long overdue and, and there's not, you can't do anything about that. But when you figure it out and obviously a, a debt of gratitude for our program goes to Joey right here um, with all the work that he did and the research and all the stuff that, that he did and say, hey, this is something we must do. We had three must do's. That was one of them. And... Thank you for doing that because um, not only did he deserve it, but, man, what a, what a, what a great night uh, for our program overall and, like I said, for our entire university. Well, thank you for embracing it, Coach. It was a special night uh, that we'll never forget. And like you said, it was uh, just glad to be a part of it. It was a great, great finish, a great win, but also a, a wonderful uh, tribute to a guy that, uh, that deserved the tribute. Coach, uh, you did a lot of hard work for about 31, 32 minutes and then just kind of hung on at the end there. Yeah, we, we, you know, we, we, we got, you know, lost a little bit of our concentration there at the end and give them credit. I've been telling the guys for two days that Michael's done a great job of getting those guys to play hard for 40 minutes. And it doesn't matter the score. They're going to keep coming at you. They're going to keep playing. They're going to try to do different things, attack you different ways. Uh, and we, we just got a little casual there. Um, but that first 30 minutes in terms of the, the offensive movement, the extra passes, the, um, the, you know, overall just sharing the ball. Again, 17 assists on 26 baskets. We, we're doing a great job. But we were, we were a little sloppy in the beginning. The first four minutes, we have six turnovers. We end up, I think, with nine in the first half or maybe ten in the first half, so only four the last 16 minutes, and that's when we stretch the lead. Our formula is the same. we got to move the ball and share the ball and make the extra pass. we got to take any ball screen coverage and get rid of that ball, um, and then we gotta got to take care of the ball on that offensive possession. If we can do that, 44 points in the first half. Second half, not as good a movement, not as good as sharing the ball, um, only 27 points. Uh, and then it puts so much pressure on the, on the defense. Again, the zone was effective. Um, we fouled too much in the zone. You know, we were, again, a little casual in that. And sometimes playing the zone does that, where you're not maybe as engaged as you need to be. So that's something that we have a week that we need to work on. We've seen it all through the season. Tyler Harris, when he gets going, really everything uh, elevates in your offense. But Jameer Chaplin also tonight was 17 including the first nine of your second half, uh, Jameer really came to play offensively. Yeah, he did. He's been working hard. And, and you know, I think over the last four or five games, I, I think he's right at around 50% from the three. He's shooting the ball well, but he's putting in the time um, confident in that as well. Um, so that was, that was really good to see. And they all, again, it was that first eight, nine minutes in the second half, we were – we were moving the ball pretty well and, and sometimes maybe overpassing at times. You know, I think Russ had a couple inside. He needs to go up and shoot it where he tried to deliver the pass. But you can live with that, those turnovers as opposed to some of the other ones that we had. The win puts the Bulls just a game 
out of sixth place right now. Technically, they're ninth place because, well, they're tied for eighth with SMU at three and seven in the conference, and they lost to SMU. But you want to try and be in range of essentially sixth and or seventh because it gets you out of that eight, nine spot in the presumed matchup if you get there in the conference quarterfinals against Houston. But we'll see what SMU and others do this weekend, and we'll have that for you on tomorrow's Around the American. By the way, the women's basketball team, last night there were two games in the conference, and Tulsa is the one team that was in that big cluster at second place that played and won. Still the Bulls in complete control, 10-0, and Tulsa 6-3. and SMU, which again didn't play last night, and Houston, same thing by the way, both 5-3. and three. Houston was supposed to play at Memphis, but the weather, of course, did not permit Houston to get out of Houston. So similar situation there with the snow. Again, we expect it to be cleared up by this weekend so that we can play the Bulls game there in Dallas. And we'll have that action for you on USF Bulls Unlimited. We'll also have action when it comes to softball in a week from today. We'll continue those interviews tomorrow. We gave you all the football signings, a couple that were named as far as men's soccer additions, including a kid, Jalen Anderson, from NC Wilmington. This was quite the coincidence. You had a forward transferring to the Bulls from North Carolina Wilmington and a defender, Richard Thompson, from Wilmington University in Delaware. Richard is from Jamaica originally. Jalen Anderson is a kid from Hamden, Connecticut, who actually played against the Bulls two years ago. Remember, NC Wilmington won that game in overtime. He has scored five goals in each of his last two seasons for a very well-respected Seahawks program. And the other addition to the men's soccer team from Iceland, Dagger Haftarhorsen. Good chance. I'm not saying the name right, but I do love the name. We'll try and run into Bob Butehorn and get some comments from him. On the new Bulls, going to talk to Christina Moros today to give you a preview of tomorrow's match against Florida A&M. We'll preview a busy weekend on Friday's Bulls Beat. We'll also return with more softball and baseball interviews. And by the way, new Bulls Speed Ahead is recording today for airing Friday. So a busy time. Thanks for listening to Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.